Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is your captain speaking. Get comfortable as we have a trip through the best two hours in radio with your pilots, Donny Brightside. But the best part about it, though, is like, because again, I love to put the hater hat on. Like, it's a bit, you could throw me a layup with JJ Watt, and I'll just crush JJ Watt so the, the cows come home. People are fighting to get overtime at work today to avoid these games, put them on their TV. And Kevin Walsh. You are the owner of some of the most insane things I've ever heard. Throw it a million times. You are clearly in the worst spot as an organization compared to your division rivals. Your entire division made the playoffs other than you. On Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. Here we go. Football Friday. Oh, yeah. We only have actually two technical Football Fridays left on the calendar NFC, AFC Championship weekend this week. I am loaded with bets. Can't wait to break it all down. Have a lot of fun the next two hours. We will do that, K-Dub. Let's get after it. I begin with perhaps a silly question. Aye. But is the Pro Bowl still on a Sunday or is it the Saturday before the Super Bowl? Yeah, nobody cares. Like, I don't even think anybody even knows or cares. When is it? Like, I have no idea. I have no I intention know, Did it change by chance? I could have easily made that up in my head. But if it's like the Pro Bowl games like that, like, wouldn't yeah. it make sense to just do it like the Saturday? Like, almost like a lead-in like lead situation? It's probably is still a Sunday, I guess, right? Like, uh, exactly. Like, the Pro Bowl, the way it is set up now, right? is ridiculous. Nobody cares about it. Nobody will watch. But they could at least made it on like Super Bowl weekend and put it on the Saturday of Super Bowl weekend, right? In the same city as the Super Bowl where you can have like a fan fest and a meet and greet and signing autographs and fans will be in town. Like where is it even at anyway? Where is it? I, I I'm Hawaii? Is it not in I don't think so. They scrapped like Arizona the week before. It doesn't make let's let's get some let's Is get it a Vegas bowl. thing? What is it? When and where is the Pro Bowl, the Priz Biz? Whoa. Vegas yeah. February fifth. I mean that's Yeah, nobody's going to Vegas for the Pro Bowl, by the way. So I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's from, nice uh, it's in Vegas from, yeah. from like nobody is saying, like, you know what, we're planning our weekend around around the uh it's it's not even the Pro Bowl anymore. Stop don't even call it that anymore. I all star weekend? What is it? It's not a yeah, Pro Bowl. So all star like an all star weekend is cool. The so this will this will the players will show up for this, right? I wonder if there's less opt outs this year. Because well, I mean there should because Vegas. Yeah, I guess you just go play craps and uh, throw a beach ball and a volleyball, right? Or or a long drive competition. 
Like there's there's no, there's zero like preparation really kind of going into this. It's in Vegas. As far as fans showing up, there might be some people like, hey, you want to do like if it stinks, whatever, right? Like it's still Vegas kind of thing, right? It's it's a lot easier to navigate than having to go to Hawaii as well. And where is it at? Like, is it, is it, is it at it the Raiders at the stadium? stadium? That's what it said. Yeah, it said it's at Allegiant. I'm telling I'm telling you right now. I I I can't even like this is go back to the old Pro Bowl where they didn't even tackle. Like that's where I'm at at this point now. Well, I want to see this. I, I'm not there yet. What it could be good. It could be good. No, flag football be. is never good. Yeah, flag football is never good. You ever see how many people show up for an intramural flag football game? Nobody. Oh, just the players. Stadium was yeah. Are you kidding? Just the players. You, gym was packed. Gym was packed. <laughs> flag flag football intramurals. <laughs> packed. It's great too. Like like this is get like this is you know. The, the big, obviously, you know, weekend to do are the games itself. And I can't get enough of this where it's like, hey, mm. this player's out. This player's now made a Pro Bowl. You're not even playing the Pro Bowl. How do you even make it? Kevin, let me ask you this question right now. The NBA, the all-NBA first teams, anybody ever dropped out of that and then another guy moved up in there and is in the NBA first team? Anybody ever decline up due to injury? The uh, NBA all-first team? So that's not the the comparison is just the all star game though because no one drops out of the NFL all pro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I can't let you cross. But there's that not even a game like that's, that's that's what I'm saying. Like the all star game, you drop out, you're you're supposed to play. Oh, hey, the look, fact man, that people are dropping like, out of like yes, flag football. yes, okay, I got yes, where they might not like the, like a defensive tackle made it. Are they even in the flag football game? Do you see what I mean? Like, what do you mean you're dropping out of it? You don't even have to play. <laughs> uh, it would be funny if all of a sudden Man. now it's like because I think like Tony Pollard had to get replaced by Dalvin Cook if they're like we're actually not replacing Pollard like we're just not replacing him like no who cares like there's yes. nothing to, to replace like this just well, all right fine he can't make it this is what it is we're leaving we're leaving it at, as is but now these televised simultaneous live yeah. too Kevin like is it like hey we're gonna cut away to uh, the country club out in Las Vegas for the long drive or is that like taped on like a wind which I know it is probably right we're gonna fly we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna tape this off so we can edit it and then show it to no. you even worse no. even worse that's you know it's coming absolutely not. here's what I here's the one thing I do like though is what you just said like there's a lot of very important stuff going on. I don't, I don't know why I had a silly question about the Pro Bowl. Because I think I was thinking about the fact that, like, the, the weeks were evaporating. Yeah. And you hate the Pro Bowl so much. It does not matter what the topics are. I no. throw the word Pro Bowl out, segment gone. Yep. You're going to have to get, your, yeah. you're gonna have to get your, your shots off. Like, I just, I get so upset about it now because I thought we were moving in the right direction. Like, also, it has to be taped away. Was it seven hours? What are they doing on ESPN? Seven hours on ESPN, two more hours on ESPN2, three more on the Ocho. How are we getting in all these things? You can't, they can't do it that fast. Like, hey, we're going to play a flag football game, then transition to long drive, then transition to dodgeball. Stop! It's going to be tape delayed. Nonsense out here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Get me fired up. But I tell you what, we got a 49ers fan coming up here next. The great Kyle Provines, the DFS Bachelor, he's going to check in. And we're going to both tell him why the 49ers had zero chance to win anything this weekend. Coming up, stick with us. It's Moneyline Football Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, yeah. It's a football Friday here on the Sports Grid Network. Money line special. We're bringing in people from all across the country here. Why? It's big time. It's college football weekend. No, pal. Conference championship weekend. Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get to the front. This isn't even a phone line call. This is the inside edition. It's Kyle Provines, the DFS bachelor. He's back. His Niners are playing this weekend. What's good there, Kyle? Donnie, I've missed your voice, man. I'll tell ah. you what, I miss making you do all the heavy lifting while I just ah. sit back and make dumb I do jokes. it all now, too. Don't worry about it. So so this is an absolute pleasure. And, of course, my Niners are going to beat up on your Eagles this weekend. Oh. So it's a big uh, it's it's a big Sunday for me. And this is the one time where I'm not jealous of you East Coast football fans. you got to wait till 3 in the afternoon. That's By bad. the time I get, get over the hangover and get a couple shows and the game will be ready to start and I can drink it away. So I'm pretty excited for uh, Sunday. Big time. Yeah, hey, by the way, K-Dub, I mean, I, re- I had to reach out to him this time. Because it's, it's, in the past, we've done a lot of shows with myself and Kyle. Not really on a high level from an Eagles 49ers perspective. I mean, now hold on now. NFC title game is trying to get after here. But also, Kyle, you do have to know as well. I mean, the counterpart here, okay, dub Eagles fan as well. So two to one right now. You're about to get it. You're about to get it. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you what, there's a little bit of history here. The last year the 49ers <laughs> won the Super Bowl, the 1994 season, if you remember, before we went on that sort of run and became one of the greatest teams of all time, mm, we went in Charlie we went Garner, Philly, Charlie Garner, and them Eagles beat us up pretty good, forty to eight. Steve Young pouting on the sideline. Of course, the following week we get down fourteen nothing to the Lions. Mm. They make an adjustment at left tackle. They bring in Frank Pollock to replace the aging Harris Barton. And we went on a historic run. The Eagles that year, if I remember correctly, started, what, 8-1, and 7-1, and one, and failed to make the postseason. So we're hoping for a little bit of that this Sunday. Ah. Now, now, here's the thing, a little a little double history lesson on that 94 season. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't on? born. So as far as these eyes can tell, the Niners are a loser franchise. I don't know what they even be in an NFL oh. championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are regulars at this spot. Well, we got the 49ers back here for the second straight year. And, of course, you know, when you mentioned those Niners team, we went three years in a row. We lost two years in a row to the Cowboys. And then, of course, that historic season, we got it back. And I got to tell you, they, they look awfully – we got the four best teams in, the, in, in football left, right? So it's kind of a treat for us as football fans this weekend. We don't get this very often where you get the four best teams. Clearly, I know Buffalo – some people might have put Buffalo up there, but I think Cincinnati disproved that plenty last week. We got four four great teams, two great 
games. And uh, look, I was wishing Donnie luck last week. I will mm. not be doing the same for you, gentlemen, <laughs> this week. But, I mean, really, when you look at the teams, right, they're, they're similar in a lot of ways and then different in some ways. Kind of like that Cowboys game last week, right? Really good all around, good quarterback play, good defenses, solid running games. Of course, they do it in different ways. The Eagles use their quarterback more, where the 49ers use scheme and wide receivers and two different backs. But really solid team. This is the game I'm most nervous about. I, obviously, I was rooting heavily for the Giants in my heart. I was rooting for Donnie just because I wanted it to be happy at the right side mansion. <laughs> but I got to tell you, uh, I'm pretty nervous nervous about this game. How is the weather? I, I'm only a deputy weatherman, and I know Don yeah. is the yeah. know, resident weatherman. Are we going to get some light rain in this game? Is the wind nope. going to be a factor? That's what I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Because how do you want to attack these 49ers? Weaknesses in the secondary. They've had a lot of injuries this year. Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Barrett. The big plays down the field they struggle with. Of course, that's masked by their great pass rush. If the Eagles are able to get the ball downfield and attack those corners with those great wide receivers that they have, it could be a long day for us. But we both know both teams are going to struggle a little bit to run the ball. The Eagles have a little bit more weakness in that area. You've seen the three games they lost this year. The Saints, the Commanders, and the Cowboys, all 30-plus carries as a team, all over 100 yards. When you can sort of grind the Eagles a little bit, force them to think about the run, that's where you can have success. And who's better at doing that than Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, not much wind this weekend, about mid-40s. I think it was a high of 48 at kickoff here. We're not expecting really any precipitation, so should be clear skies, which is great, which then doesn't lead to, oh, man, uh, protect the football, and if you have the wind this half, we don't have to worry about any of that, so you're going to get that good. By the way, Kyle, the evolution of the 49ers this year. Kevin and I are big proponents. Yeah. The minute we saw a trade to go out and get Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> the best trade option yeah. you could possibly get, and I know you're with us probably on this. Oh, man, you don't give that up for running back like that, and I said, what world do we live in where you have a hole at running back you have the best running back you can possibly add and here we go since he's been a 49er Christian McCaffrey zero losses so talk to me about the evolution of the Niners where you get a couple quarterbacks injured Brock Purdy's your quarterback Christian McCaffrey is there and you're rolling yeah I mean it's 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 a perfect fit for a Kyle Shanahan schemed offense because of how good he is out of the backfield as well he's great in pass protection you can line him up at wide receiver it was a massive trade, and if you look at these two teams, it's the two best trades in the NFL. Of course, in the offseason, getting A.J. Brown, I can't think of an offseason move that swayed two teams positively and negatively than A.J. Brown leaving the Titans and making that offense look absolutely putrid, coming over to the Eagles and really giving them that missing piece. It turned Jalen Hurts into an MVP. Now you have those two outstanding wideouts out there, but... Christian McCaffrey coming over. If you remember, we had injuries to Elijah Mitchell, who was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. But when you add a guy like McCaffrey, too, and Donnie and I have talked about this several times, the greatest offensive schemer in the league, in my view, is Kyle Shanahan. You give him the Swiss Army nice and Christian McCaffrey, you're going for wins now. And I know we're, we're down to our third-string quarterback, but it was addition by subtraction when we added Brock Purdy. Jimmy Garoppolo, fine. He's going to be solid. He's going to sit in the pocket. But it's the lack of negative plays out of Brock Purdy that's way different than Garoppolo. And you see it week in, week out. Pass rush gets there. Instead of crumbling to the ground and falling scared, as Jimmy Garoppolo does, Brock Purdy pivots to the outside, gets the ball away. Instead of a second and 17, you're looking at a second and 10. And that, to me, has been the biggest addition for the 49ers offense, negating the negative plays, getting our, being ahead of the chains, 
scheming guys open. It looks a lot like that RG3 offense a little bit in Washington, doesn't it? The short passes, scheming him, getting the ball in the playmaker's hands quickly. If they're able to do that this weekend, the Eagles are going to have a hard time, especially in the slot where Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I know everyone loves this guy, but he's not very good. He's the most heavily targeted slot corner left in the playoffs. Gives up over a half a fantasy point per route ran against. The Niners can scheme him one-on-one with Debo in the slot. It's going to be tough on the Eagles' defense. You start to see some of those numbers check in. In case, by chance, any of our listeners, this is the first time you've heard Kyle. He's not just here because he's a Niners fan. He's a demon in the props. Yes, he is. Well, what do you, what do you think about the Niners' backfield? Because CMC's workload drops whenever Eli Mitchell's active. But we've got these two guys now notably banged up. It appears going into this mm-hmm. game. Are you in full stay away mode from those two guys? Well, I was going to be until I start looking at these Christian McCaffrey props. 57.5 is about as low as you're going to see him. They're going to use him. I know he's dealing with that calf issue. They're just resting him. I'm not so concerned about a calf as I would be a hamstring or a knee, obviously. And, again, the recipe for success to beat the Eagles is to grind the ball and run the ball. I think he gets a lot of carries this week. I actually like him over the 57.5. It's juiced a little bit at minus 120. But Christian McCaffrey is going to get the ball a ton this week. But you're right. The groin injury to Mitchell, the calf injury to McCaffrey is not what you want going into the championship game, but which one of these teams are really fully healthy? I mean, the number one running back for the Eagles this week needs to be Jalen Hurts, right? You're not going to line up and just attack the 49ers running the ball in a conventional way. They were number one in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs, top three in terms of overall running, rushing defense. You're not going to have that conventional run game. Can Jalen Hurts get to the outside? We know he's a little bit banged up, but I think it was probably encouraging for Eagles fans to see him take off last week again. Against the Giants didn't seem to have any fear there so injuries on both sides the 49ers running game certainly more dynamic they've been more effective stopping the run when you flip that over the Eagles much more effective against the pass much more talented in that secondary it's strength versus weakness strength versus weakness who's going to be able to play to their strengths better there you go. It's going to be some good stuff. And I know Kyle has some prop bets on the horizon as well. We're going to, we, I'm not even going to ask him. We're going to keep him around for another segment yep. here. Get involved, see if we can win some money and have some fun. He's the DFS Bachelor, Kyle Proviance, 49er fan, Eagle fans over here. Doesn't mean you can't make money on both sides because I got some props I really like from a 49ers perspective. Keep it right here. It's Moneyline on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Another segment with the DFS Bachelor. Who says no to Football Friday here on the network? And we are diving in to the Philadelphia Eagles versus the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk some prop bets here, but let's get some of the things out of the way with business, right? The 49ers getting two and a half points. The total here across the board, 46 and a half. And Kyle, it's really been that way all week. Like, I know it says an opening number one and a half, but the primary betting numbers were two and a half and have not really moved all week. Same thing with the total, hovering around 46 and a half. I've th- I had three sides so far, Kyle, in the playoffs. In round one, which was wild card, I love the Cowboys to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they did. Mm-hmm. Last week, my favorite bet, your 49ers, I bet them twice. Once at three and a half and once at three to beat the Dallas Cowboys, they did. But I got to tell you, my favorite bet this weekend of the two games, it is the Eagles at minus two and a half. From a side perspective, what are you looking at there? Did you bet it, and how do you see it playing out? Now, for me, and I look, this is not a, a homer pick, and I no, I know. Surprise yeah. me if the Eagles if the Eagles win by three, absolutely not. I mean, they're a fantastic team. They're at home against a third string quarterback who is eventually going to have a bad game. Right? It hasn't happened yet. Last week, I guess, would be his worst game. But when you get a team like the 49ers with the pedigree of the 49ers who've won 12 straight games and you're getting that addition sign next to their name, it's really hard for me not to take the plus money on a team this good. I can find plenty of paths to victory. So for me, just based on value alone, I'm going to try to get some plus money and uh, double dip on my Niners. Bet with my heart and my head on this one. I'll be happy in the pocketbook and in my heart. But uh, when you have a team that good, just on principle alone for me, it's like when you get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. You just bet the yeah. damn thing, don't you? Yeah. So I'm getting plus money on a team like the 49ers, 12 straight wins. Uh, it's hard for me to take a pass on that. Rookie QB, though, is something I just keep coming back to. We've seen them in this spot before. Yeah. It, it's, it's not gone well. But that is also... I'm trying to be a bit more cognizant heading into this week. I made a mistake last week in this Cowboys-Niners game where I didn't bet the total, but I, I let myself get involved with too many props in a game that I had, had been thought under on. And mm-hmm. if I'm sat here worried about what Brock Purdy's going to do, and then I bet the over, and I'm and Brock Purdy ends up only being able to muster up 13 points. And I know you don't think that's going to happen, Kyle, but i got to be cautious with this total. Do you have thoughts on the 46-and-a-half? I sort of lean the under here. I looked at both teams' team totals are sitting at, you know, 24 and a half, 23 and a half, and it's tempting to take it. You can get plus money on both teams to score in the 20s, but these are two elite defenses here. When you look at the secondary for the Eagles outside of Gardner Johnson all year long, they were one of only two teams along with the Jets where all three of their defensive backs were targeted 18% or fewer on their defensive targeted routes, and they gave up less than .25 fantasy points per route ran against. So the production has not been there against that secondary. We know they're very good up front, and we talked about it, the way to beat the Eagles. The recipe to beat them this year, anyway, and those three losses has been to grind it out and run the ball. I know Dak had a good game uh, in that Dallas game and, and threw for a ton of yards, and that's sort of how the Cowboys are, either super hot or super cold. But I sort of lean the under here. I see both defenses playing pretty well. It's going to be a struggle. They're going to have to figure out how to run the ball. Can the Eagles run the ball in an unconventional way or conventional for them with Jalen Hurts and the RPOs and getting to the edges, sort of fooling those linebackers for the 49ers who are going to be flying around? And are the Eagles going to pack it in a little bit and say, hey, we think our corners, Bradbury and Slay, can hang with these guys? So I kind of lean the under. One thing to look at, 
Both teams have weaknesses in the slot. Gardner Johnson and Jimmy Ward's a safety. shouldn't really be playing the slot. They're sort of forced to do that with injuries. Both these teams don't really use their third receivers a whole lot. Jawan Jennings for the 49ers gets involved now and then. Garoppolo like thrown to him a little bit more. Quinn Watkins is essentially non-existence outside of the occasional big play. Which one of those guys makes the big third down, makes the big plays and a deep shot to Quez Watkins? That's your only hope to really get over this total. If they're going to play... Like I expect the Eagles and 49ers to play 19-16, 21-17 makes a ton of sense in this game, so I sort of lean the under here. Yeah, I've been looking at both of these games' totals, and I can't quite figure them out. And I think I'm with you, Kyle. I like sides better than totals, but there are a lot of prop bets that play into this weekend. Talking about any time touchdown market here, you know, player passing. I actually really like the Jalen Hurts over one-and-a-half touchdown passes, which is at plus money here at FanDuel, plus 110. It does it routinely, but also, it's not a defense that you're really going to line up outside of, okay, Jalen Hurts runs a read option. You're not going to pound the football. The way to beat them is on the outside, and I think there's a legitimate option on that. But also... If we flip over a prop bet here, receiving yards, I see Christian McCaffrey at 32 and a half. So if my narrative plays out the way I think it's going to be, the Philadelphia Eagles win, that should be extra shots. And I'm come on, six, seven, eight targets, not out of the realm. If you're worried about his calf injury, for me, Kyle, that means you're not running him up the middle on third and one. You can use other running backs to do that and leave that stress of the calf to something else. But just getting him out there against a very good pass rush, what's the easiest thing to do for a quarterback when he's under the rest? You dump it to the running back. You dump it to the tight end over the middle. Quick, short passes there. McCaffrey with 32.5 as a 49er perspective really makes sense to me. What type of props are you looking at in this game? Yeah, and you sort of took the words right out of my mouth. Eight targets last week against the Cowboys. Because, mm-hmm. of course, the Cowboys pressure the quarterback. We know there they get the sacks, per se, at the end of the year. But they were still pressuring the quarterback. The Eagles are going to do the exact same thing. I don't think you could say that Dallas's front is any more explosive than the Eagles' front. Eight targets, quick passes. That's absolutely what they're going to do. I think that number is way too low. And that Jalen Hurts passing touchdown prop has been there all year. It's been plus money over one and a half all year long, and I still don't understand it. I think it makes a ton of sense. You're right. You're not going to run the ball and pound it on the 49ers. You're going to have to throw it a little bit, so I think that makes a lot of sense. We talked about some of the weaknesses for the 49ers' corners, and Charverius Ward's a solid corner, but he's not super fast. He can be prone to making mistakes, sort of like Marcus Peters and uh, Trevon Diggs do for the Cowboys, allowing the big play. When you look at sort of the matchups here, who's going to line up where, A.J. Brown's going to see a lot of Lenore or Charverius Ward on the outside. He lines up on the perimeter 75% of the time. His longest reception's at 26-and-a-half. If the Eagles are going to score points here and move the ball, they're going to need big plays out of the receivers. I see him going over that 26-and-a-half. I think that makes a ton of sense. I sort of took an under here, and it's juiced to the under. Miles Sanders, under 51-and-a-half yards. We're talking about a guy... He's getting a lot of carries, but he's not doing a ton with it. Single-digit fantasy points in his last five games. This 49ers team, really tough to run in a conventional way. I like Miles Sanders under 51.5, and and on the flip side of that, we talked about Jalen Hurts and running over 47.5 for Jalen Hurts. He could have that by halftime. If things are going well for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is getting to the edges and having success on the ground. To throw a, a, a specific prop at you, but it has to do with the larger theme of the game, Brock Purdy, whether or not he's to be trusted, is is a talking point for everybody. And you notice his interception sure. prop is, I think the last I saw, minus 162. And it's not like Brock Purdy's out there throwing Dak Prescott-level picks, right? But I think some of that's the rookie quarterback, some of that's the Eagles defense. Hurts, I believe, is at a plus price to throw an interception. Niners are, are mm-hmm. ball hawks themselves at, at, incredibly, all three levels. I feel like they got a guy that can catch an interception. That shouldn't even be possible. Yep. And... 
But Hurts has been great protecting the football. How do you see Jalen performing against this Niners defense? I think it's a lot on the ground and, again, the big plays. So when you yeah. get the plays, the plays that you like from Jalen Hurts are going to sort of be wow plays, right? Because that's how you beat the 49ers. And this, what do you do to frustrate a pass rush? You move your quarterback a little bit. You get him on the edges. That's tailor-made for Jalen Hurts. So it's a tough, it's a tougher matchup than the 49ers defense has faced in a while. Uh, sort of talked about this last week. The Cowboys offense was sort of the first really solid offense they faced since – I guess the Dolphins, and even then we kind of found out the Dolphins' offense was a little bit overrated, right? They weren't good against good teams, so there's been a lot of easier competition, you know, weird games against the Saints, the Seahawks, who sort of came back down to reality, the Cardinals with Trace McSorley and Colt McCoy. So the Niners, this is going to be a bigger test than the Niners have seen all year. I think when you see the plays from Hurts, they're wild plays. If he, and you're right, if he won interception, over, over half an interception's at plus money right now, near even money. A lot of nerves. First championship game, only his third playoff game. Both these guys pretty young and pretty inexperienced in these situations. Uh, obviously, the value is, is assuming the Niners get an interception based on that pass rush, a deflected pass. Uh, I don't hate that at plus money, but I think you see a solid game out of Jalen Hurts and you see some big plays out of the Eagles offense. Kyle, where are you putting Debo Samuel? Rushing prop this weekend, roughly 20 and a half. Actually, had it, it dipped to 14 and a half last week. Had 15 yards and then took a loss on his final carry. That 20 and a half, are we using him more with the advent of possibility of McCaffrey a little bit banged up? Or what do you see with Debo this weekend? Yeah, and I like I like his number here at 51 and a half, and we saw Kyle Shanahan's mm-hmm. going to get the ball into his hands. So that's another prop that makes a ton of sense. Massive game last week. When you look at his matchup, he does line up in the slot a little bit, but he's going to be seeing a lot of Bradbury and Darius Slay. Both very good corners, both really smart corners, heady players, but we're not going to say, hey, this is the reincarnate of Deion Sanders. These guys aren't flying around the field. Debo's going to have the speed advantage on both guys. Of course, if the Niners are able to run the ball a little bit, get some play action, that's how they like to get the ball into Debo Samuel's hands. I see him going over 51 and a half receiving yards. I'm not so sold on those rushing props. I think the Eagles are a little bit too smart. Again, you got to remember last week they're playing against Mike McCarthy, who's probably got the lowest IQ of any coach to ever grace a sideline. <laughs> Outside of maybe Brandon Staley, I'm not sure. That's not the Eagles aren't going to fault when Debo Samuel's in the backfield. They know there's a good shot he's getting the ball. I think that shut down a little bit, so I'm not touching that rushing prop. Of course, he could get there. He's extremely talented and tough to bring down, but I really like that over 51 and a half yards receiving. He's going to be a key part of the offense for them to get chunk plays. It's going to need to be Debo Samuel over the middle of the field. Try to isolate him on C.J. Gardner Johnson. Good uh, stuff I there. Comment, man. I, just, you, I knew you would love that, Pop, because yeah, he's cut from the same cloth we are with that whole Dallas Cowboys, you know, coaching staff, the front office. He is there to be a, the decision-maker of the team, and he's the worst decision-maker the league has. It's, incre- it's insane. And they're going to fire Kellen Moore. If, I'm telling you right, if this guy, Mike McCarthy, fires Kellen Moore so he can take over play calling duties, I got the Cowboys going under 500 next year. I mean, no question. <laughs> there it is. Look at this segment. couple segments with the DFS Bachelor. Catch them on Twitter, exactly, at DFS Bachelor. It's Copper Vines. Thanks for joining us today on The Grid. Good luck this weekend on your prop bets, but just not any good luck on your side wager on the San Francisco 49ers. Thanks, Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be right back. I I love it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Cranking up the heat here. It's a big weekend in the NFL. Why? Yeah, score. It's championship weekend. Sunday, two NFL games, one AFC, one NFC. The rights to go to the Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. If you want to be a part of the show, got a hot take, let us know. 844-843-6879. Some business here in the NFL. Two things I want to go over. One that makes me laugh a little bit, and the other one is just, if this is just an ominous sign, I don't know what else is. Uh, per source, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa is still in concussion protocol and will not participate in any Pro Bowl activities. He was named the first alternate in the AFC, but I've been told it's a deliberate progression through the protocol, not a result of any setback. Let me tell you something right now. He's still in the protocol over a month later. I love you, Tua. Time to be a coach. It's time to be a coach. Yeah, you know, the, the thing with, with Tua is I, I know there's been some people who have mentioned, hey, there are guys that had multiple concussions this year, and we don't ask if, you know, Pat Frymuth is going to retire. We don't ask if Kenny Pickett's going to retire. Well, part of this is because Tua Tungabailoa had a scary situation against Buffalo where he wobbled on. The, again, not every concussion watches someone wobble off a field. And that, by the way, wasn't even close to the scariest thing that happened to two on a field this yes. season. Obviously, everything that happened on that Thursday night game against Cincinnati being absolutely horrifying. And then got himself another one in a game against the Green Bay Packers. And by the way, added on top of that is he played the whole football game. The Tua stuff is unique because it keeps happening on prime time, And we're seeing the scariest version of it as well. But it's also because... It doesn't feel like Tua is being protected. That There is something about the Tua situation where it, it's like, hey, listen, man, they've got the best doctors in the world, and they're on top of this stuff. Apparently not with Tua. Tua keeps <laughs> playing through these concussions. And, you know, it, it does look like he, he's still in protocol. Like, I didn't even know you could be in protocol when your season ended. Like that, yeah. what, is that, what does that even exactly mean? But it just shows that this Tua stuff is not simple. It's not easy. He's not through it all. No, and he's not, and and that's a major sign because they could have very easily said it a different way, Kevin. Hey, by the way, he was voted as an alternate to the Pro Bowl. He's healthy. He's good. He's still just going to be resting up. We don't want him to play any football, worry about it, but he's doing great now. This actually sent the opposite message, right? Oh, he's not going there because he doesn't want to go. He still has struggling with his concussion. He hasn't played in a month. Usually it's like, hey, man, I'm good by Wednesday, Thursday. Took a week off. I'm a little bit groggy the second week, so I'm going to miss another week, but now I feel good. One full month later, 
still not through concussion protocol, really sends alarm bells up where when we talk about quarterbacks and where they go, that is a landing spot that I, I think, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr would beat the door down to get a shot to play in that offense. Yeah, I, it, it, you could not be more right. It, it, it all of a sudden becomes option. Like, you, you know, you're always like, oh, Rodgers is just doing a song and dance. He doesn't want to leave. Yeah. All of a sudden, Rodgers is like, no, 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 I want to get out of here, man. You get me to South, South Beach right now. Like, yep. you, get, you, you get me yep. down there this very moment because I've got Ty- Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Are, I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? All of a sudden, that opportunity there. So you're, which is, I think, part of the reason moving off of, two is a very hard quarterback to evaluate for me, Donnie. They were so much worse when Tua was not around. Yet, I don't find myself a believer in Tua as the guy for this football team. Tua, like, at a legitimate midway point of the season, was in the MVP conversation. And yet, so many of us don't view him as a potential franchise quarterback for them. Yeah, because this was the evaluation year where it's like, and it's also, it's the the double-edged sword now. You liked what you saw at Tua, but now he has. It's not even you're worried about him playing well. You're worried about him actually just staying healthy enough to play for you at this point. And we talked about, like, hey, what happens if he gets cleared for, like, the Buffalo Bills game? And he said, well, yeah, he gets a concussion. His, his you know, career is basically over at that point. But then again, if you let him rest and week one he's in the concussion protocol, or these random ones like, hey, by the way, I didn't get a concussion. We don't think he did. But, boy, he showed up on Monday morning and wasn't even talking straight, which is what we've got out of him. And to be a month later still in concussion protocol, that's certainly going to ring a lot of uh, bells out there on, boy, can he be your future quarterback? And because with Miami, this is it. You know, there's a decision that's not all that far away in terms of are they going to pay Tua? you got to remember, his counterparts from that draft are Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Yeah. There's no questions about whether those two are going to get paid. It's how much they're going to get paid, especially yeah. Joe Burrow. That That's the conversations that we're having around those two guys, right? Tua's conversation is, are we sure he's going to be the answer for Miami? Yeah. And that, by the way, was even true with his play. When you add then in potential injury factors hey can this guy stay healthy it, it's it's just that much more difficult for this franchise so M- Miami's in a very very interesting space Tua is in a, a very interesting space as well I fully believe they intend to run it back with Tua next season but admittedly who is not watching the every Tua game with a oh boy all right is he up is he good and, and again, we, we've lost some of that trust that, look, if he's not good, they're going to take him out. I, that's not true. That's not been true multiple times in one season. Yeah, no, it's going to be something to look forward to and watch it play out because if you are the Dolphins and you have a legitimate chance to go out and get a top-level quarterback where you're not worried about injury because it's not the same as Tua. Like, hey, well, we'll see how that knee responds. Like, at any moment, his career could be done. You don't think about that with, like, a knee. Which, by the way... He has had multiple knee surgeries to a tongue of Iloa. <laughs> you know what I mean? So ankle. That, I don't, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know if that or, – or was it was it ankle maybe? I thought, yeah. Yeah, probably ankles were a lot. Yeah, he did. But, the yeah, he had that devastating injury at Alabama, which, you know, people yeah. thought was going to really kind of knock the, you know, draft status down. Ultimately, it really uh, – it didn't. But – and, again, that's, that's the interesting thing where, you know, if I ask you, hey, long-term tour Tom, right? It, well, is, is Tua long-term? That becomes the issue. If two is a one-season guy, 
it, it changes the conversation a lot more than about what you want to do with Miami. And again, it, it, insanely enough, the 46-year-old you trust to be out there and available more often than to a tongue of Ilo. Now, I know you think Tom is washed, so it might be a non-starter for you, but I think and, and I think you made the, the perfect point, though. Tom Brady, probably right now, part of the reason he doesn't know what to do is there's not this you know clear and obvious landing spot for Tom that you go and move everything around for. Brady's already tried to go to Miami. If that Dolphin yeah. job was open, Tom would be in South Beach banging down their door letting him know he'll play on a minimum salary, I think. Yeah, and I'll be part owner because I'm going to buy into the franchise, then also play quarterback here was the story coming out of here. But the Dolphins' job, that opens up. You have a really good offensive coordinator slash head coach, and you got weapons that you just sit back there and go, you know what? I don't even have to throw deep, Kev. How about this one-yard out right here that turns into a 75-yard touchdown pass, which you can do? One of those jobs that certainly keep your eye open to see if that quarterback position needs to move on. Because if we're still here in a month and a hey, by the way, is he ready for OTAs? Yeah, and he's not quite ready yet. I don't know how you would even proceed at that point. And again, one month and still in concussion protocol, never a good look. Two things here. Number one, how about this? D'Amico Ryans now has emerged as a top candidate for the Texans. Sources tell me, and at Tom Pelissero, Ian Rappaport's tweet it was, uh, he's expecting me with Houston at some point next week after the game. Mutual interest, and if it goes well, he could be their next head coach. So he looks like he's involved in the Denver Broncos job and also the Texans job. Now keep in mind, he was a, a, a Texan. For a while, correct? I think yeah. it was, right? Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Ooh, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. I think he well, was. Didn't he come there to, to the Eagles? Didn't he come from Houston to the Eagles? I, I get You probably have a better memory. He was awesome with the before. Eagles, by the way. Chip Kelly yeah. loved them, by the way. Loved them. So my thing is, you're, there was this indication that he was, he was deep into the Denver job, right? Yeah. But this report... Are you allowed to hire someone while they're still play, like in the, in the playoffs? I don't think you are, by the way. Because even was he, has he even interviewed with them? I don't even know. Uh, but the, my, here's my point: Kevin O'Connell last year with the Rams, yeah. they they're basically like, look, he's got the job, but we can't announce he's got the job, yes. kind of thing, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You know, the the Woj NBA draft night, they yeah. are lasered in on you know Luca Gar, whatever the heck it was that he was doing that night, right? My point is, doesn't that tweet maker just seem like he's got the job, like he's the Texans head coach now? Yes, that's what it makes so, you feel like. What the heck's going like, on in Denver? Like, like, why would that leak out from the Texans' perspective, right? They're probably like, hey, look, look, fan base, calm down a little bit. We got our guy. We just can't yeah. say it yet. Maybe that's Until, the point. But also, yes, yes, what is going on with the Denver Broncos? Is it they're worried about the new front office? Are they worried about ownership like coaches from their angle, right? Or what are they actually looking for in a head coach? Or is it just so simple where eh, we're just going to play this I, thing out? And who would they wind up with? Let's just well, say your boy Sean Payton goes back to the booth. That looked like an attractive job in Denver. It looks like it's just going to get the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but see, here's it. Again, you, you start to wonder. The Colts, in my opinion, mm-hmm. now even though he ended up getting fired, got saved by the madness that was Josh McDaniels because they got a better coach than Frank Reich. The Bron- I wonder if the Broncos get saved by themselves. Their top two chick candidates, clearly, Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryans. Defense, defense. Which is crazy, by the way. And I, I think you'll agree. For that football team to have that quarterback, have that season, and think mm-hmm. they should hire anything other than an offensive guy is totally <laughs> nuts. If all of a sudden now they go back, here comes a butcher job in the land. Shane Steichen, it's my best. 
But all of a sudden oh, they yeah. pull him, right? They pull uh-huh. Kellen Moore. I don't really have any any use for Mike Kafka, but whatever. He's a name on the streets. Eric Bieniemy style. Then all yeah. of a sudden I'm going to be interested in the Denver Broncos in terms of what they're doing at the head coach. I don't know why that football team that seemingly has a great defense no matter who is back there yes. thinks they need a defensive head coach. Yes, and that's always been my game plan. The same, like that's why Frank Wright got the job in Carolina. Oh, it's unfair what they did to Wilkes. No, it's not. You have to understand the evolution of a football team. You win when you get your quarterback, and you need somebody who knows the maturation process and how to work through it. And if you draft a quarterback, that they can sit down in their office seven days a week. Hey, man, let me just pick your brain, coach. Yep, been there, done that, man. Yep, absolutely. As opposed to let me go sit down with the defensive coordinator, who's my head coach. Hey, son, looks like you're playing really good football. Thanks, coach. That's it. That's all you can offer him at that point. What are you going to say? Like, hey, remember when you were a quarterback? No, like Frank Wright's been a quarterback. He's played quarterback. He's been a backup. He's been a starter. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been an offensive head coach. He's had young quarterbacks. That's why he got the job there. Now, you ready for a good story here? As we're going to believe this into the second segment. Go ahead. Dove Kleiman, NFL beat writer. Ah, your boy. Uh, on Maggie and Perloff, is that the New York show, radio show? What is that? I think so. I think that's Maggie. I think it is. Yes. Right? Uh, Packers rookie Romeo Dubs revealed that he has never hung out with Aaron Rodgers. Quote, there was never a time. I just love hearing stuff like that. Now, usually you'd want to say, like, man, what, what, a, what a clown organization. These guys hate each other. Does anybody ever, has anybody ever hung out with Aaron Rodgers? And what does Aaron Rodgers yes. actually do? Is there a time in your life like, hey, by the way, I'm going to come over and hang out because we want to get a game of Madden in? Like, what are you actually doing with Aaron Rodgers? Well, no, no, see, I would imagine that Rodgers, you could be, you could do ayahuasca, right? Randall, like, there, like Randall Cobb is there with him? Yes. Like, who's the only guy that ever hang out with him? Yes. He's Jake Kumar, Randall Cobb, Jake Kumar, and Jordy Nelson. The boys are all here. I mean, no, no questions about it, right? Man. So... Wow. I, I mean, it is it is pretty wild, but it's not surprising. They don't even like Romeo Dobbs. Of course they're not hanging out. I'm telling you right now, I would have been the perfect teammate for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that will be able to push all the right buttons with good old AR? It would have been me. I mean, if I needed to be, I needed three more inches on my uh, size over here, and I would have been straight. What, 6'2", somewhere in that range? Me and Aaron Rodgers would have been best friends. But it is way. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
as we close out our number one here, talking about Aaron Rodgers. What would you do? I actually saw Joe Burrow say, hey, man, we got Super Smash Brothers up crazy. Whole team gets involved. This is how we get hype. Is it Aaron Rodgers like that guy that sits on the plane and is like, nobody sit around me, I'm reading a book, and I don't want to hear anybody talking behind me? Is that him? That seems like it might be him. Life of Pi? What do you think? Yes. War and Peace? Like, yeah, all that. Come on. I mean, Aaron Rodgers Book Club. You signing up for that or what? Oh, you getting in the mix? Goodness. Not, How does he I, mean, I can imagine that is because, you know, some people say, hey, we've got Bible study at my house. Okay, respect that. You know, you're a uh, religious guy. But what is Aaron Rodgers? What does he do for fun? What, like, honestly, what does he do for fun? Like, put conditioner in his hair? What is he doing over there? Like, what's a fun night on a Friday getting ready for a game? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Can you picture that? Like, like, hey, man, you're coming over here. You need to try this. All natural, all natural <laughs> coconut conditioner. We're all going to put it in our hair tonight, and we're going to sit back. You know what I mean? Nobody talks. And nobody talks. Feel the strands of hair getting moisturized. Like, that's where the weekend is at Aaron Rodgers. You gotta explain. Now, yeah. where do you even come up with such a with such a cock? But I, like, I think that's what he would do. Like you wear shorts, like a t-shirt, no socks, no shoes, and you just put like conditioner in your hair. No TV on, nothing. Hey, Aaron, are we getting something to eat? Why don't you check? No, hey, no. I just ordered a, a fresh roll of beets over here. Like, we're going to have beet pie or whatever. You know what I mean? What are we doing at Aaron's house? Oh, you got to stop, man. It doesn't even make sense. I've never heard such a man. Come on over. We're just going to throw conditioner yeah. right here, man. It's gonna I'm like, look, I got this suave VO5 conditioner. You really got to try. Like, okay, cool. I'll be over at 7, and uh, that's oh, what we'll do. Goodness. Hey, Aaron, by the way, on this, this quick slam pass over the middle. No, 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 no. We're not talking about that now. Sit back and relax and let that conditioner do its thing. Like, man, I don't know about hanging out with Aaron Rodgers anymore. You got it. That's our number one. Yeah, our number two is on the way. Don't miss out. Don't miss out here. And if you want to give us a call, it's easy. 844-843-6879. Right here on The Grid. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.